Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Welcome to the Your Hair Mentor Podcast, the podcast where we explore all things hair and beauty. I'm your host and your hair mentor, Crystal Green, and I'm here to guide you through the ever-changing landscape of the beauty industry. Are you a hairstylist looking to stay ahead of the game? Or perhaps you're a hair enthusiast wanting to up your hair game? Well, you've come to the right place, my friend. As an expert hairstylist with over 20 years behind the chair, I've seen it all. From the latest trends to timeless classics, I'm here to bring you insider knowledge that will keep you ahead of the curve. But don't worry, I'm not just here to preach about the latest hair fads. I'm funny, I think, lighthearted, and not afraid to tell it like it is. Whether it's calling out industry myths or sharing hard truths about the realities of the beauty industry, I'll bring you the unfiltered truth. We're sharing the tea, people. So sit back, relax, and get ready to elevate your hair game to the next level. The Your Hair Mentor podcast is for all hair enthusiasts and beauty lovers out there. Let's get started. Hey friend, welcome back for another episode of the Your Hair Mentor podcast, which I'm sure at this point you know and love, right? Gotcha. Um, So hair loss has been something that has been a reoccurring topic throughout my career as a hairstylist, and I've always tried my darndest to help my clients kind of get to the root and understand um, why they're having hair loss issues. And sometimes it's easier to diagnose than others, right? Like I've had clients, you know, they have a baby or they have, um, maybe a huge weight loss. Like they go through like a transformative process and end up losing tons of weight or they start a new medication, um, or they're going through like an incredibly stressful time in their life. And those are kind of like the low hanging fruit when it comes to hair loss. And then I've had some that have just like bamboozled me and I can't figure out what is wrong. And they've seen a dermatologist and anyway, 
This interview that I had this week with a certified trichologist kind of shed some light on some things for me. Um, now I know that trichology exists and it's kind of been on my radar for like the last five years or so. And realistically so, because I've always had clients that have had hair loss issues and I've wanted to be able to help them more. And that's exactly what trichology allows hairstylists to do is, um, really dig into the root of the problem. (laughs) No pun intended. Um, maybe kind of intended, but the trichology program for me was just always something that I didn't really have the time to dive into. So I never did it. But, uh, when I found Tabitha on Instagram and saw that she was a certified trichologist and a hair loss specialist, I was like, Ooh, I need to have a conversation with this girl. And so, um, we've had this scheduled for a little while and she's been busy doing some things with her education and now is finally available to talk to me. So I'm really excited to bring this to you because I know so many of us struggle with hair loss and, uh, many of you that are listening to this might have hair loss problems yourself, or you might have clients that have hair loss struggles. And so, um, hopefully this kind of helps maybe shed some light on what's going on and gives you some some, uh, at least steps in the right direction to help diagnose and, or, um, cure some hair loss problems. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you to my friend Tabitha. Wonderful. Okay. Well, um, I guess let's just go ahead and kind of jump in and why don't you give me just a little, little background on who you are and where you're at and what you're doing these days. Um, My name is Tabitha. I am a a fine-haired specialist and a certified trichologist now. Um, I've been a a cosmetologist for uh, 20 plus years. The number will never go higher. It's just going to always be 20 plus. Um, (laughs) It just sounds like a lot, but um, I've always done fine hair, have fine hair myself. So from the beginning, kind of attracted that audience and that, that clientele. Um, when fine haired clients start losing their hair, we notice it a little bit sooner. And, um, so kind of was always help trying to help people with hair loss. And then that's when I found, um, trichology and have been immersed in that ever since. And I've uh, loved the education of it ever since. How long have you been a certified trichologist? Um, it's been almost, it's been six years now. Okay. Yeah. You know, that's something that I feel like first came on my radar. It might've been closer to 10 years ago that I like learned what that is. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. I've been kind of like side eyeing it for a long time. Cause I'm super data driven personally. Mm-hmm. And, um, why don't you explain what trichology is and what it means to be a trichologist for anyone that's listening that doesn't know. Yeah. So trichology is the study of the scalp and hair. And it's so it's learning more in depth of hair loss prevention. It's um, scalp symptoms and issues, scalp diseases, hair diseases, um, and helping the client come to figuring out what type of hair loss you have. There there are hundreds of different types of hair loss. And so there's different ways to help with each type of hair loss. There's hundreds of different types of hair loss. I had no idea. Um, So does that go from everything that's like hormonal to like nutritional 
And then, like you said, like maybe some like disease oriented stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. Wow. Yep. A lot of different scarring hair losses as well. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of those as well, but mm-hmm. that all come, those of course all come from inside the body. Okay. And so, um, you have like this little tool that you use, right? That's like a magnifying glass, basically. <laughs> it's a, yep. It's a microscope. Uh-huh. And so that tells you a lot, you know, you can see empty hair follicles, you can see new hair follicles, you can see inflammation in the scalp. You can see, um, of course, things like seborrheic dermatitis, eczema, psoriasis, things like that, that might be contributing to the hair loss as well. Fascinating. Um, how long of an appointment does that usually take? Like if someone wants to come see you for like a hair loss diagnosis, how long are they like in your chair with you? So I have a hair check appointment and it's an hour long. Oh, okay. So we'll kind of go through the questionnaire really quickly. Of course, the questionnaire usually tells you a lot about what's going on, whether you can kind of categorize it very quickly, whether it's um, hair shed, abnormal hair shedding, or if we're dealing with more of a female or male pattern, or if we're dealing with something that might be scarring. So it's kind of put into those kind of categories, and then we kind of go from there. And then uh, with your certification, are you able to treat um, differently? Like, are you able to not like prescribe, but are you able to kind of recommend like nutritional changes or like supplements or how does that look like? So in, I think each state is different in Minnesota. Um, yes, we can. So we carry the Nutrafol and I also have the XTC brand. Um, but yes, and I've taken nutrition courses as well. And so I can recommend supplements based on that. It just, it really depends on what type of hair loss they're having and what's causing the hair loss. Of course, if it's more, if I feel like it's more thyroid related, um, I definitely would send them to a doctor to get blood work and, and all those sorts of things. And to check if they're on medication to check with their doctor before adding supplements as well. Right. Okay. So sorry, that uh, reminds me, I didn't ask you where you're at. You're in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right outside Um, Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Nice. Have you been there like your whole career or? Yes. I grew up in Colorado, a little small farm town, and then I moved out here when I was 19. So I've been here ever since. Nice. That's awesome. Um, What was the certification program like for you um, with trichology? Like how so long, went, how long is that program? And like, where did you do it? Um, so it was through um, USTI and they are out of New York. And so the first two classes I did online and then they have their four day hands-on training and it's certified through the American Medical Association. So we did that in New York, but I think they do classes all over now. This is really fascinating to me because there's a lot of like advanced certificates. I'm doing air quotes here because um, in hairdressing that really don't mean anything. You know, they're not like accredited. It's just like Susie ran a class and then you're Susie certified. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. As far as I understand, this is the only like recognized elevated certificate we can have as hairstylists. Would you agree? I think so. Yeah. 
I think so. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into any other ones, but it's definitely in that, in that scientific kind of that bridge between cosmetologists and dermatologists. Right. So yes. it's yeah. like an esthetician that has their like advanced esthetician, right? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I think this is the only thing that I have been able to find that is like a recognized, you know, advanced level for that, uh, mm -hmm. which is so cool. I think that's great because then your clients or potential clients could find you based on that too. If they figure out somehow that they need to see a trichologist, I mean, how many trichologists are in your area? Do you know? I don't think there's very many. I know I've met with a few of them. Um, because of my education that I just started. So they're actually taking more education. Um, but I know of, I think three or four in the area, but they're just getting started. So cool. kind of helping them out. What is your education that you just started? Tell me about that. So I've been wanting to do education for a while. Um, and then when I was unessential during COVID, um, that is like, it's now or never, right? So, yes, um, really, basically, when I was starting, I wanted to have just a class for hairstylists to have all the information to help their clients with hair loss. And so I ended up doing the hair loss specialist course, and that went really well. And then everyone kind of wanted to learn more. They wanted to be more on the trichology side. So it was kind of like, okay, you don't have to be a full trichologist to help people with hair loss. And so that was kind of that first course that I did. And, and then now I'm almost finished. I'm going to roll out my trichology course here in probably next month for those who want to continue to learn and, and do more education on it. So it's been really and this is going to be for people that are certified trichologists then, or? That and the people who have taken the hair loss specialist course. It's gotcha. kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I imagine like you go get your trichology certification and then you want to know what to do with it more and like who to serve and how to serve them. So I could see like an education platform for people that are trichologists being helpful too. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes. And so it's all courses that you're running online. Is that right? Yes. And I do have some things for um, my clients as well, as far as like the quiz and then taking the quiz to help me figure out if they, what kind of hair loss they have. And then I end up having these little mini courses that they could take as well. That helps them go through like how to deal with stress. Cause that's a big one right now. Um, their type, uh, if they checked, you know, thyroid, um, PCOS, if they checked, um, you know, anxiety, if they've checked all these things, it kind of brings them to a different mini course and ex and especially like nutrition wise too. Hmm. I like this because I feel like in all of these specialty niches that exist in our uh, industry, there's like education that needs to happen on the hairstylist side, but there's education that also needs to happen on the client side too. Mm -hmm. It's what I found with what I'm trying to focus on with like communication techniques and, uh, you know, basically clients getting what they want out of their hairstylist. It's a two way street, right? Both parties have to understand what's going on. And I know there's some hairstylists that don't like to share their like techniques or their information with their clients. Cause they feel like it's like 
not privileged information, but it's like special. And they're afraid that if they like give their clients the information that they're giving away their power in a way. But I think it's the total opposite. I think like educating our consumers is only going to elevate us, right? I think so. I agree. Um, and some someone asked me too, because I'm teaching like local trichologists what I do and how I do my my questionnaire and consultation. And I just give them my questionnaire and, you know, all this. And it's like, well, don't you feel like they'll be taking clients? And I go, I think there's enough clients to go around and there needs to be more people helping people with hair loss. And dermatologists just don't have time either. Mm -hmm. They don't have the time. Um, a lot of them aren't even, they only get a few hours in hair loss. I mean, they're trying to help people with, um, skin cancer and, and very, you know, serious things and not that hair loss isn't serious, but, um, I think it's great. I think there should be more of us around to kind of help with that bridge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The dermatologist has to focus on the things that are going to kill you, not the things that are just going to mess you up emotionally. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's cool. I, I like the sharing of the information and I have to imagine, like, do you know the statistic on people with hair loss? It's, it's probably a lot. I don't, I don't know at all. It it's really high. Um, for, I think they say, and this was a few years ago, it's 50% of women who are 50 have, you know, um, have hair loss or something like that. But I think it's a lot higher now with COVID, um, the COVID hair loss has, has really accelerated. Like everything has really gotten out of hand, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I had some serious shedding when I had COVID and it was like kind of before everyone was talking about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, it was almost like when I had my kids that like postnatal, you know, shedding. And I was just like, something is seriously wrong here. (laughs) And it took a while for my hair to recover too. Yes. Yeah. It's scary. And then you add, you know, you add stress on top of that, like people losing their jobs or, you know, cutting back or not wanting to go. And you add, I mean, you add other things. It's just, it it can last for a long time. Yeah. So tell me more about the product line that you carry, because I've heard of Nutrafol, but I don't know anything about it specifically. I want to hear a little bit more about that stuff. Yeah. So Nutrafol, has the nice thing about Nutrafol is it has a lot of science backed information, um, with it as well. Um, they have a prenatal supplement, a vegan supplement, which, um, is really hard to find. Um, they have one for women and then they have one for, it's called women's balance for menopause and post-menopause, which is great as well because we need different types of nutrition. Um, it has ashwagandha in it for stress relief. It has um, even stress supplements that you can kind of add with it if you are um, going through some, um, you know, anxiety and things like that. So I like the science behind it. I've been on hair loss stuff for, I mean, consistently for a good seven years, if not more, maybe even 10 And when I switched everything over to the Nutrafol, I actually had hair growth as well. So that was, that was really fun for me to see because I thought, well, I've been doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was really good. So I even have before and after pictures of myself of, of doing the Nutrafol supplements, the shampoo conditioner, and then they have a topical as well. 
Okay. What are some of the like key ingredients in the supplements that are like the hair growth ingredients? Um, I would have to look exactly what they are, but there's a lot of um, DHT blockers in them as well, like Sapa Meadow. So genetic hair loss uh, is caused by DHT in that testosterone level. And so, especially when, when women are having menopause, those, when those hormones shift, um, we could be creating more androgens and more of that DHT. So Sapa Meadows, stinging nettle, um, there's some other herbs in there that help with kind of blocking those DHT. Interesting. I wonder if that would also help with women who start growing like facial hair because of that too, if it like keeps it kind of at bay a little bit. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then, um, do the shampoos and conditioners have any of those ingredients in them or are they just something that's like lightweight and nice for fine hair? Nope. Um, the shampoo does also have those ingredients in them as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And some boosters to kind of, kind of help keep that hair in the growing stage too. Okay. Conditioner, you're not really applying it to the scalp. It's just right. more for the hair. At least you're um, not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> with this conditioner, you actually can because it's okay. non-comedogenic. It's, it's non-pore clogging. And so um, people who come in and they have psoriasis patches, it actually feels really good to leave the conditioner on the scalp for a couple minutes and then rinse off. Oh, interesting. So, but most conditioners are not made for the scalp. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. They're not, they're, they're not intended to be slathered on there. <laughs> right. And for fine hair, you don't really want that on the scalp anyway. So. Mm -hmm. Is Nutrafol a company that is associated with any of our professional distributors or is it like its own entity that you order through? Um, I think it's its own. Uh -huh. We order straight through Nutrafol. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that I've seen about them was like an ad on Instagram or something where it was like, um, do they like personalize shampoo or something like that? Was that them? Maybe it wasn't them. Do they have like different flavors of the shampoo for different hair types or anything? Or is it just pretty basic? It's okay. just the, the one shampoo, one conditioner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, maybe I'm thinking of something else then. Um, how did you find them? Was that something that was recommended through your trichology program or? No, it actually wasn't. Um, I just, I was reading a lot of reports and um, a lot of their scientific reviews. And I really, I mean, their before and after pictures are pretty crazy as well. And so don't starting to go through perimenopause too. I was like, this is interesting for me. And so it actually helped me with some of my um, menopause symptoms as well. Hmm. And so the supplements have been have been really great. So no, I just, uh, started using them personally. And then, um, went after I saw results and I kind of did that with the other things I was selling too, is when I started, um, selling them. So just having, I have, they kind of set you up with your own, um, you know, website. And then I also sell it at the salon as well. Gotcha. I mean, that's really the best way to do things because then you're speaking from experience when you're talking to your clients about it. And then you don't feel like a used car salesman being like, right. buy my stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. so much out there. Yeah. I mean, I've had clients come in and it's like, oh, this had really good reviews. And then I look at the ingredients and, you know, and there, there's really nothing in it to help with hair loss. And so, um, there's a lot of stuff out there people are selling that don't, don't actually do anything. So. Yeah. 
I'm really curious to ask your opinion on silicones in products mm -hmm. and on our hair, because I know there's kind of a hot debate out there about silicones. And so from someone who specializes in scalp health, what is your take on silicones and hair products? Um, silicones. I think there, there's so many different types. I think they have made, um, even water soluble silicones, correct? Yes. Through Yes. color wow and all that. And so I haven't really dug deep into any of that. I feel like the color wow products, what I've read from theirs is anything that can be rinsed off. and easily to remove is probably better than the ones that build up. Um, in where we are, there's a lot of people with hard water and things like that, that can really, silicones can just grab it and hold onto it and keep it on the hair, on the scalp. I've looked under the microscope and some people's scalps are orange from hard water buildup. What? And, and That's it's fascinating. hard. And so I don't feel like that's very good to have all those minerals left on the scalp for very long. And so I do a, you know, a scalp treatment and a hair mist machine and we move all that out. And it literally looks like different scalps. Like this one's orange. It looks like they use self tanner. on
but you know, if you have a, a normal pH, pH, mm-hmm. um, and a, you know, healthy scalp sulfates probably aren't going to matter too much. It's not going right. to be that big of a deal. That's kind of my take on them too. Um, so my theory about sulfates and silicones is that they're, they're related. Um, I think it was back in like 2014 that sulfates started to be like demonized in the beauty industry. Right. Uh, we realized that these like salt based cleansers stripped hair color quickly. And so everyone got clever and was like, ah, oh, we'll make something that doesn't strip hair color quite as much. But mm-hmm. at the time, silicones were also one of the like biggest, heaviest ingredients in all of the conditioning hair products because they make the hair feel amazing. Mm-hmm. But we were using sulfate-based cleansers all the time that basically stripped all of them out so they never built up in our hair, right? Mm-hmm. And then since then, there's been, um, you know, kind of like this, oh, silicones build up in your hair, silicones are bad for your hair, silicones are bad for your scalp. And I'm like, well, is it just because we're not using, collectively, we're not all using sulfates anymore to cleanse them out? Because I have clients over the years that use the very cheap sulfate-based shampoo and the heavily silicone-laden conditioners, and their hair's beautiful. Stunning, but they have healthy scalps. You know, they don't have any issues, at least from what I can see with my naked eye. And so I'm like, I think you're doing just fine. To me, you've got the right recipe. If you're going to use the silicones, you've got the heavier cleanser to get it out. Um, I don't know if you've thought about that at all, but I'm like, I'm I'm kind of team silicone in the right situation. Sure. Um, but that's just because, yeah. you know, with like heavily bleached hair, it really does give it a cosmetic feel and makes it feel silky and soft as long as it's not building up in your hair. Right. And it should be fine. Right. Um, but I also don't specialize in like fine thinning hair or people with scalp issues too. So I guess that's kind of where the the nuances are, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think like, I, yeah, if, if they're not really having any issues with their scalp or the pH of their scalp or any symptoms. Like, I mean, if you're having scalp symptoms then something's going on, you know, you really shouldn't have itchiness, burning, tingling, you know, none of Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So, but if everything, everything seems to be going good, the hair feels good. It's not breaking Mm -hmm. and you know, what you're using is probably okay. Yeah. I've also seen uh, a lot of clients over the years that are trying to use more gentle, natural shampoos that seem to have started having scalp issues since Mm -hmm. then too. And like, my thought is like, maybe it's just not cleansing enough for them, or maybe it has some other kind of um, conditioning ingredients or something that stays on the scalp too much. I don't know if you've had a problem with clients coming in, having experienced that where they're like trying to, they're trying to do good. And so they're choosing things that are like, quote unquote, healthier for their hair, but then they made a problem out of it. Mm -hmm. That one's hard to do too. If usually someone is having symptoms from a shampoo, they think, or a conditioner, it might, it usually is because of the natural ingredients. People are usually more um, allergic to something from trees, plants, um, seeds, nuts, things like that. So sometimes it might just be one of those little key ingredients in there, um, instead of a synthetic fragrance. Right. Something that's like inactive or, you know, yeah, can't 
uh, react right. to your skin as much. That's interesting. Right. Um, one of the companies I've used for a long time, and I, I still use their hair color because I like that it's ammonia free, but they have a whole styling line that's based on like healthy hair and healthy scalps. It's Away Organics. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them, but I haven't heard I, of them. I haven't looked into it though. They have a lot of plant derived ingredients and like, you know, natural essential oils and all these things that sound really good on paper. And I've had clients over the years that have had scalp issues. Now I am not a scalp specialist, but I'm like, Hey, they have these things that are supposed to be good for you in this line. Let's try that. And it made their scalps way worse. Like they, they like reacted to the ingredients in there more. So then I'm like, oh shoot, I think you just go back to using what you were. Cause this made it worse. Yeah. Essential oils are a little tricky for people. Um, and those again, will gather things. Um, oils like to collect things. So if it's not getting washed off or if it's something that's actually penetrating into the scalp and kind of staying there for a while, um, it could even harbor some bacteria uh, things like that. So they could be getting some folliculitis or scalp acne or some inflammation in the hair follicle too from essential oils. Right. I know there was such a movement there for a while that essential oils could cure everything. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But everyone's so different. Everyone reacts to things differently. So for one person, it might be great. Right. And else that might give you symptoms. Yeah. So do you have like a standard protocol for self-care at home for your clients, like in terms of a washing routine or like brushing, scalp stimulating, anything like that? Um, it depends on, on their scalp. If I usually put them in that, are you dry kind of for your face, right? Are you oily, dry or normal? Um, if they're oily, then they need to shampoo more often, probably. Um, if they're dry, they can go a little bit later. Usually a um, scalp topical is recommended as well. Um, yeah, so it just kind of depends on where they fit in those categories. If you can do a daily scalp massage, um, I am a fan of microneedling before um, topicals that really helps too to kind of stimulate the scalp. Um, but yeah, it kind of depends on what category they're in. So basically everyone that comes to see you, you do like a assessment on their scalp. Is that how you run things? Cause it'd be hard to make any recommendations then unless you knew what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I don't look under the microscope every time that's like a hair check service, but um, but they can usually tell you, and you can usually feel like as you're mm -hmm. washing the hair, you can feel if it's more oily or tacky, you know, and then you ask them how, how many days has it been since you've, since you've washed, if it's been three days and it's really tacky under there, right. You're like, mm -hmm. hey, maybe you should start washing every other day. Um, ask them if it bothers them, you know, do you feel like your hair gets oily by the end of the day? And they're like, no, you know, mm -hmm. or they're like, yes, by the end of the day, it's really oily. Um, uh, let's see, um, Moroccan oil makes a oily scalp treatment that you apply, um, before shampooing, um, that helps, uh, really well. So there's, is it there's kind of like an astringent of some sort or it's, um, it just kind of balances the pH. So it kind of removes a little bit more of that oil. Um, and then you just use it right before you shampoo and then you shampoo that all out. 
I've seen a lot of those in like the textured hair community where they have like pre-shampoo scalp treatments. Mm -hmm. That's probably for the same thing I would imagine, yes. right? Yeah. Yep. It just kind of gently lifts anything that is um, clogging the hair follicle through there too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> I'd be curious to have a trichologist on here to talk about um, similar like trial and error stuff with textured hair too. Mm -hmm. like you specialize in like fine thinning hair. Mm -hmm. um, I'd be curious if the recommendations would be similar or like wildly different, you know, cause like those hairs need different things. Yeah. Well, I can give you some recommendations for sure. I would love that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Please. Um, okay. Another question. So because you deal with fine hair most of the time, um, do you do color first of all in the salon or yeah. you just cut? Okay. So you do do color. Um, do you have certain like techniques and products that you use to help support the strength and the health of that fine hair, even away from the scalp, like the hair that's already grown and can be kind of sensitive. Is there things that you're like, Oh, I would never do that. Or I would never use that. Or I always do this or always use that. I feel like I've tried everything as far as styling aids. Is that what you're talking about? And, and even color lines. Like I know there's um, some people who are in camp ammonia-based lightener and other people are MEA lightener fans, you know, mm -hmm. because of the pros and cons for that stuff. So I don't know if what you decide to use and why. So we use Wella in the salon. Um, it's PPD free. Um, so usually if people are going to have a reaction, um, that is not in the product. And I think most, I think actually all European color lines have to have that out of it. Mm. Um, so definitely do that. I do have a few people who are sensitive, uh, sensitive scalps. Um, I always use, if I'm lightening, I always use their Wellaplex. Mm -hmm. um, to kind of in the lightener to strengthen the hair as well. So that's kind of a must that I always use. Is that a bond builder? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen uh, really great results with that. People who come in with severe ha hair breakage from someone else, and then we can actually still keep them light, probably not as light as they want to go. But because um, mm -hmm. I do get, um, it's like, I can't, you know, this is why you had breakage because you wanted to go this light. We can try this. I'll keep checking it and see it's not the perfect product. Um, that's not going to make your hair break, but, um, we do a different technique in the salon too, where I foil, um, from temple to temple. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of looks like a visor that goes all the way back. It's a great way to foil fine hair because you know, fine hair usually doesn't have a core to it sometimes. And so it's so easily to break, especially around the hairline. So I'm coloring all the hairs at the same time. So I'm not just starting on one side and then, you know, going all the way around the head and ending on the other. It's actually all getting processed at the same time. Gotcha. So um, I always do that as well mm -hmm. as far as lightening the hair too. This is probably taboo to ask someone because it's against manufacturers recommendations, but do you ever put your uh, foil clients under the heat? I do not. Yeah. No, um, nope. That is a big no, no. And that's kind of where I see a lot of breakage as well is um, people being put. I don't think any, are there any lighteners today that are made that need to be under heat anymore? 
I don't, I mean, all of them, I'm pretty sure still say like, don't ever put this under heat. Okay. I don't, yeah, yeah. I think it's I mean, a I know. hard I mean, no. Back in the day, I mean, we used to always put them under heat, but yeah. again, I probably didn't even read the, <laughs> read the instructions back then. It probably didn't say not to, but yeah. we had fires everywhere. So, right. and that's just what we did. Yeah. Right. Cause it was yeah. all about fast and efficiency, not like <laughs> health and longevity with your client's hair too. Right. Um, have you heard of this product called Albage? That sounds familiar. Okay. So there's this company. I'm very intrigued by them. I have yet to actually have my hands on any of it. I'm trying to get them to come on the podcast so I can pick their brains, but they make tools. They make like a blow dryer and a curling iron and a flat iron that are called like reprenizers or something. And, uh, then they have a lightener. I don't even, they don't call it a lightener. They call it like a blonding cream or something, but they swear that it will not damage the hair. Like Mm. you can leave it on full strength and it will never get flexible, spongy, stretchy. Mm. It will not break down the hair. Now, if it's previously damaged hair, it's not going to heal it. But they're like, you can pull through the next time over that previously lightened hair with the albage and it like keeps the integrity of the hair solid. I don't know how it works. I don't, I, it kind of seems like it's too good to be true. Right. Um, I, don't, so, I, think I have heard of these tools and I did, I think I ended up trying to look them up one time, uh-huh. but there wasn't a whole lot of information. No, um, they're kind of cagey. They're like. Okay. It's like hard to actually find the information, which to me is a little red flaggy, but some people that I really respect love them and swear by them. So I'm like, hmm, there's got to be something here. Yeah. Well, it's like when I I got my Dyson dryer, I was having shoulder issues. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get the Dyson. You know, it's lighter, it's shorter, so I don't have to Mm -hmm. pull my arm out. And, um, I really loved it. I really love all of it. Still don't understand the technology of it. I would love to learn some more. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel the same way. How it all works either. So, right. Right. It's just like wind tunnel technology. You're like, okay, that sounds cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because the Dyson has that attachment on it for frizz. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's It's like that little curvy thing. Yeah. It's just a little curvy thing that you slide down the hair. And I'm like, how is this possible? Like the hair doesn't even get sucked into it. Right. I'm so baffled by the whole thing, but it is shocking how it works. Right. (laughs) Yes. I know. That's actually the point that I brought up when someone was like, I don't know about those um, hair Buron. That's the name of the company. I don't know about those hair Buron tools. I'm like, you know what? I thought the same thing about my Dyson and Mm -hmm. I love it. Like I love it so much and I didn't think I would and all the weird little attachments and it just works. Yeah. I don't know. So interesting. I might have to look into that a little bit. Yeah. I'm very then. curious to, if anything, just order this albage stuff just to try yeah. it and like, I don't know, do some tests, see how it works, see if sure. what they say is true. Because if it is, I feel like that would be a game changer in our industry. Sure. Um, so I don't even know if it's like, closely related to what is in typical hair lightener uh at all i don't know like they don't tell you the ingredients <laughs> oh okay i can't find them um maybe on the bottle once i had it it would it would say but i believe it's like a, a powder just like you would you know mix with any lightener and then a developer and that's it interesting it is right 
Yeah. yeah. And especially if, you know, you specialize in like fine hair that is very quickly and easily damaged. I feel like that could be a super useful tool. Sure. Yeah. Great. I'll look into that. Yeah, I know. I'm like me too. One of these days, I don't know how pricey it is, but I've heard it's very pricey for a mm -hmm. container of it. Um, okay. Let's see. What other questions did I have for you as a trichologist? <laughs> um, so where do you see yourself going with your business? So you've got your, um, or I guess how many days are you working behind the chair right now is my first question. I'm four days, four days. I, a week. Well, I'm three, I'm three days. And then I, the one full day, I just do hair loss. So, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm looking to actually go two days behind the chair and then two days hair loss, I think this summer. And when you say hair loss, you mean you're literally just helping diagnose hair problems. Okay. Uh, um, and then with your online business, was this kind of a exit strategy that you're kind of creating for yourself that at some point when you want to step away from being behind the chair in hopes that this will kind of support you? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was that five-year plan. And then actually last year, <clears throat> it's been a year and a half now, I ended up having frozen shoulder. And so I could not move my arm out or up. And so what does like, that even oh. mean? That sounds horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. It's so painful. It was so painful. Thank goodness it was my left arm because if it was my right, I wouldn't have been able to cut hair. But with it being my left, um, I actually had someone um, shampoo and blow dry for me, which is blow drying was probably the worst. And my clients are so great. They would leave wet or they, you know, they were just so great. But I really had to cut down my hours as well. And so I've kind of kept the hours cut down because I'm like, well, I don't want it to happen to the other side or make it worse because I, they actually found a tear as well. So now I have a tear in my shoulder, which is from just repetition. And wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that kind of um, made it happen a little bit back, faster. And I was like, okay, at least I've already started this. And I'm on my way and we'll see where it goes. And it's been going really well. Um, yeah, I would, I'd like to have a team someday. I'd like to have a team of trichologists who are doing more trainings and traveling to meet some of these really awesome people who are taking the course and all of that too. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm not sure where it will lead mm -hmm. or where it will go, but I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like most of your followers, <clears throat> excuse me, most of your followers on Instagram are fellow hairstylists or um, like clients and the general public? I haven't really checked on that. I probably want to say it's about half and half on my Tabitha hairstylist. Um, I did create another, it's fine hair, fine hairstylist. And that's just specifically for hairstylists. Mm -hmm. So, But I have uh, regular people who start following me on there as well. So I think on my tap, the hairstylist, I want to say it's probably about half and half. Gotcha. I mm -hmm. feel like there would be a huge, um, need for someone that could speak to the general public about hair loss stuff. That's like a trusted resource, you know, cause it's like so many people are suffering with it and mm -hmm. yes, their hairstylist should know and be able to help them, but um, they should be able to help themselves too. And I, I'm sure they get online and Google, you know, hair loss mm -hmm. or thinning or whatever. And it's just a, a, a lot of garbage and B just like so much noise to try to get through. 
Um, yeah, I feel like even if you had like a, I don't, I don't love Facebook these days, but like a Facebook group or something that you could run that was like geared towards the general public that might get fairly popular very quickly. Mm -hmm. That would be like an easy thing for hairstylists that don't want to specialize in that too. It could be like, Oh, you need to go check out this Tabitha girl. Like she's got all the information, you know, some good product recommendations, whatever. Um, it would be a way to like reach more customers too. Yeah. I think that's yes, cool. That's good. I get, I do get a lot of, um, people off of my YouTube as well. I mean, there's a lot of people on there who yeah, follow me at that place too. So I didn't even know you had YouTube. Um, are you pretty active on there? I'm trying to be better. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, I mean, some of my older stuff that I've left up. Uh, during COVID is pretty funny, but I've left it up. But um, yeah. some of my first videos are pretty cringy, but <laughs> I'm just getting better at them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm starting to do more on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I always forget about YouTube, to be honest. Like I, I don't personally use it for a lot of stuff. And so I just forget that it's there as a resource and especially hair resources. If you're trying to reach the general public, like they're always going to go to YouTube to find stuff. So it's something I should probably do too. But between everything else I got going on, I'm like, I don't have time for YouTube. <laughs> it's a lot, isn't it? It is. How did you get started doing like the, the podcast? How did that happen? Um, you know, it was like, I started with a book, this whole, like, I'm going to do something different during COVID. It was, I'm going to write a book to help educate, um, clients to ask for what they want appropriately and, you know, encourage them to speak out when they don't like something or like something, basically just empowering clients in the mm -hmm. stylist chair. And then I couldn't figure out how to end the book. It was like, I wanted more, but I couldn't just say it with words. And so I thought, well, I'll do some videos. And so then I made some videos and um, got some feedback with that, but it just wasn't quite what I wanted to do. Like they were little mini courses. And really, I just kind of wanted to talk to people. And so I was like, you know what? I think I'm just gonna start a podcast. Um, and so like the first 20 episodes, or maybe it's like 15 episodes or just me talking um, that I think are great, but then I, was approached by some people that wanted to be guests. And I was like, hmm, well, this could be interesting. And it's kind of morphed into me just bringing on industry experts and like talking about how they've found success and what they're doing. And it's so fascinating to me. It's now my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like um, the other stuff that I have is great. Like I just got an ebook published, which is exciting. And I'm going to go talk to some beauty colleges about it. And I'm working on something else I'm going to release with a membership. But really and truly, the podcast is like my baby. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I feel like it. Um, it fulfills what I'm missing working in a salon with other stylists, right? You know, that sense of camaraderie and you get to kind of share in some uh, commiserating together or just inspire each other. And that's what I love so much about this industry. And so talking to people that are in it is fascinating and um, I love it. Oh, yeah. Great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. I just, I'm always curious about people too. And that's kind of what's been great about the online education space and people reaching out. It's like, well, what do you think about this, this? And it just, it just makes you think of, um, you know, different ways to do it. And that's kind of how um, the whole quiz got started. The hair loss quiz is one of my friends was like, I think you're missing a whole piece 
of the puzzle by not um, talking to the clients directly about this too. And so that's kind of how all that morphed together too. So, yeah, that's funny. I made a quiz last year for clients also that was like, what's your hair type? You know, because I, it's like step one, you need to know where you're coming from to know what to ask for, for help at least, or find the hairstylist that specializes in your hair type or your hair problems or whatever. So I think it's very clever and people love quizzes. Yeah. Like, you know, back in the day, like those quizzes at the back of Cosmo (laughs) that don't mean anything really. It's like, you know, what's your celebrity food type? You're like, like, who cares? But you still take the stinking quiz because you're like, I want to (laughs) know. That's why they're so good. You know, it's like half entertaining and also a little educational. So I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's why I use that to share with um, your post today that I was going to interview you because I'm like, I love a good quiz. <laughs> Hopefully I got some traffic there for you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Tabitha, this has been really great. And um, it's really nice to get to know you in person, right? Not just on Instagram. I feel like I have these relationships with people online and it's like, I think I know them, but I kind of don't. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. You don't... Um, you don't get to know someone's personality quite as much on uh, just our posts online. So um, I would love to see where this goes for you in like a um, trichologist group kind of setting or um, I don't know. I just I, I love this and I want to like push more of this education focused stuff in our industry. So I think it's it's just fantastic. And I'd like to support you however I can. Um, which leads me to say, if uh, you have a website or um, booking link for clients, do you want to tell people where they can find you for that? And then also with your education, uh, where people can find you if they're interested in that? Yeah, I think just my website, Tabitha F, as in Frank, TabithaFHair.com. Um, I have a page on there for hairstylists, for clients, all of that on the front page. So you can get a hold of me there. And then do you sell your Nutrafol products on your website as well? Yes. Yep. There's a shop on there too with um, laser caps. And I do have some eBooks on there as well. Perfect. Well, and your dogs were quiet the whole time. They were. Look at that. We did it. Amazing. Okay, Tabitha. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And um, I will see you on the gram. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hundreds of different types of hair loss. Are you kidding me? Like this is a larger problem than I thought it was. I thought there were like a few easy, low hanging fruit kind of reasons. And then everything else could be explained in like a handful of things, but holy cow, I'm even more interested in the study of trichology now than I was before I had this conversation with Tabitha. Um, so I hope this like helped shed some light on, I don't know, I guess the conundrum of hair loss and maybe what you can do to, Uh, take some steps to mitigate it. And so as always, this has been a pleasure of mine. I'm so happy to be here as your hair mentor, my friend. Um, Do me a favor. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to like and follow. And if you feel like leaving a review, I would love to have it. Um, In fact, if you have any questions, go ahead and leave them in a review. I check all the time. Um, Or if you would like to give me some feedback, you can send me a DM on Instagram. I am your.hair.mentor. 
Beyond that, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful hair day and I will see you next time on the flip side. Okay, bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind-the-chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.